the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The life of Noah provides for us many illustrations to follow and encouragement as we move out, as we arise, move and go. Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand is coming up next. It's Way of Grace from Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Hi there. Welcome to today's program. Pastor Jessica Stand has us in our series, Arise, Move, and Go. We're looking at God's family business. Genesis chapter 7, verses 1 through 24. That's where we catch up with Pastor Jesse as we look at the regiment of service by Noah and the rain beginning to fall and what we can learn from it. Here's Pastor Jesse now with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Noah had to put up with this obstinate world, an obstinate family, and unbelieving loved ones, and cantankerous people that didn't like to be told there's a day appointed wherein God will judge the world by that man, Jesus Christ. Or again, as you heard it, it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. We could easily say that if a person believed that proposition, they could easily themselves acquire an ark in less than 10 seconds to cover their soul. Could we do that? Could we say to a man or woman, you need an ark for your soul? And I'm getting ready to talk about why it's an ark and not a boat. You need an ark for your soul. I got one. His name is Jesus If you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have a covering just in case your number gets called, your your car gets pulled, the tag comes up tonight. You can be sure that you will hear the Holy Ghost say, come in hither. And that's all because there was one greater than Noah that already built that ark. And we get to offer it to men and women every day in the preaching of the gospel. Your family first. Your Children first, your spouses first should have this offer. And then everyone around you, am I making some sense? Hey, we have an offer for you that you might be with God when you die so that we don't presume or perpetrate a lie when we're doing your funeral service, which I told you is one of the biggest hypocritical days of our life when we do funerals of people that don't enter into the ark. And you got to be called into that ark. When we're dealing with subpoint B in our text, the commitment of the family to God's reality, this is extremely important. When we are doing what God has called us to do, child of God, your family will see you suffering and reigning. They will see you suffering and reigning because we all suffer, because we're weak and we are vulnerable. We all suffer. Suffering for us. It's God's mercy to bring us nearer to Christ 
so that no one loses their mind or misunderstands that what you are doing, you are doing by the grace of God. You are doing through the grace of God and you're doing for the glory of God. Does that make sense? So a lot of times God will let you and me suffer so that men and women can see not only the humility of Christ in us, but the exaltation of Christ in us as well. When God recovers us, they have to admit it had to be a grace that got them out of that mess. It had to be a grace that brought them into a situation where they're restored. Am I making some sense? And therefore the child of God, we don't, we're not ashamed and we're not, uh, we're not shrinking away from the gospel because our life will have all of these twists and turns and ups and downs. That's all incorporated in God making us who we are in Christ and making sure that we don't steal his glory. And if people don't want to wait around for the real answer when they see me in my humility, that's their fault. Because God has promised that he will exalt the humble. He will raise up the bow down. He will strengthen the weak. He will recover the lame. That's what God does. And so I'm sure Noah and his family went through it. And what's remarkable to me is at the end of a hundred years, they're still there. That's what's remarkable to me, because we live in a day where everybody is scattering from God. To have a family that you you were compelled to follow God and you had to tell them this is what God is calling me to do. And your family follows you all the way through with it. That's a miracle of grace. And it doesn't happen most of the time. And this is why what we're looking at is really more or less a pattern, a type. Old Testament is typological of New Testament realities. This physical family is what God would have us to uh, endeavor to aspire to, that all of our kids would be saved, that our spouse would be saved, and that our loved ones who are in our circle would be saved. But you and I have a better understanding of the Bible than that. Most of the time, not. Therefore, Noah and his eight souls really constitute God's elect. Because the vast majority of the church world that pretends to be God's family are not saved. They're just playing church. I'm going to show you that in a minute. I'm just getting ready to show you that in a minute. I mean, you know, this is why also let me say something about the ark and not a boat. This, 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 this manifestation, this, this, this institution, this revelation, this mystery, this mystery that God has revealed in the world, taken from his mind and put into practical manifestation is large. But it's not that large. I want you to get this. I love this concept. I want you to get it. God's work is always going to bear record to the world. It's never going to be hidden under a bushel. It's never going to be behind a wall. It's never going to be on the shelf. That's why Jesus says in the day when people get crazy and they say, come over here, I'm here. I'll go up to the mountains. I'm there. I'll go out to the desert. Don't follow any of those crazy knuckleheads. Whenever I work, I'm out, I'm open, I'm in the public. If people want me, I'm accessible. I'm not hiding in somebody's closet. I'm not hiding in the room. I'm not in the back of a coffee joint. I'm not out in some weird, bizarre, cultic manifestation where people have to kind of sign on a register to get inside and go down three levels to enter into some kind of cultic seance. 
in the name of Jesus. No, he always did his work publicly. But here's what I want you to get. Stay with me now, because Americans are more inclined to this and Europeans than anybody else. And that is Americans are inclined to the idolatry of numbers, the idolatry of bigness. We automatically think more the merrier. God does not ever think that. We do because we take false comfort in numbers. And obviously we take false comfort in numbers when we're not trusting God. You and God are the majority. You can't beat those numbers. When it's you and God, that is a majority. But it's oxymoronic to numerics, to the logic of numerics. Am I making some sense? Stay with me now. It's very important. The, the ark that Noah was called to build and he was given specific instructions in chapter 6. Was he not? Specific instructions. You only get three verses. And those instructions were to build the ark with this and this size. With this and with this size. Build it with gopher wood and build it with pitch. And pitch is a resin. It is a kind of caulking. And I'm going to talk about that as I get into my last point. And it's designed to actually make sure that when he's building this kind of uh, a dual uh, system of what I'm calling preservation, because this is exactly what it is. It is an instrument of preservation. It is going to be almost two football fields long. That's impressive, especially in the antediluvian era. And during prior to the flood, there was only a couple million people on the earth. You understand that? Why? People were living longer. So we do the numbers. You live longer. There's going to be less children. Okay, it's just really true. The numbers go down. The children go up. The numbers of the age go down chronologically. The children go up. Uh, See, I'm very enough, but those of you who kind of are sensitive to the calendar in Genesis 5, you'll know what I'm talking about. You live 130 years before you have children. That's a long time. But you're going to live to be 900. So you're going to have children. It's going to be massive, but nowhere near like it is today. Because we're on the other side of the cross, God has exponentially allowed the numbers to increase, increase on the earth. But he has cut our lifespan down by 10 times, as I taught you before. Y'all got that? So we're going to, on the average, have four kids. I didn't, I didn't hit my stock. My Asian brother told me I'm, du- I'm double doomed. My Asian brother said, Pastor Jesse, how many kids you got? I said, I have eight children. Eight, not four. He said, because four means you doomed. Eight means you double doomed. So I had eight. So that means I had two quivers. Because they're all arrows. And your job is to put them in the bow of God's grace and shoot them out in the trajectory towards God's will for their life and hope that arrow is straight enough to hit the mark of God's grace in their soul. Am I making some sense? So what our brother Noah was called to do was to make sure that he used the right material in the building and the dimensions of it. So 150... um, uh, 560 feet, 570 feet, that's about a football field and a half. That's impressive in that day. It was about 50 feet high. That's going to be about a story and a half taller than this building. That was impressive in that day. 
It's going to be almost 100, 100 feet wide. That's impressive in that day. And just to drill down in for you skeptics, all the creatures that God had designed for to be inside that ark could easily fit in there in their embryonic state. And each one of them had what were called sections inside the ark. The text tells us that. They would be cages because God is caring for the animals because they got to go through hell, literally. And so you and I need to be caged in when we got to go through hell. So I could go deep and argue with all my, my geologist brethren and again, all of my, my brethren de- dealing with uh, zoology and wondering how can you get all these massive animals in, in an ark of that limited size. Now, I say limited size because we are now on the other side of technology and we build vessels much larger. They're biggest cities almost. I, when me and my wife go on uh, cruises, the cruise I never go on, Deb is the one where the cruise ship is smaller than Noah's. No, no. So, see, because even if it survives, I don't think I'm going to have fun. I didn't see what happened in the storms with some of them ships turning to the side. Have you? Yeah, that ain't no vacation to me. That is not a vacation to me. I'm sorry. I want a boat big enough to handle the present waves. Okay, so what Noah is dealing with is impressive, but it's not meant to make you think more is better. Did you hear what I said? The issue with God is always obedience to him because what's better is doing what's right, not making it large. It will be adequate for the task. It will be adequate for the task. We saw that, didn't we? It was adequate for the task, wasn't it? And so Noah goes and his children go in and the animals go in. Did you notice that? Seven sets of clean animals, two sets of unclean. Did y'all get that? Let me give you. Now, see, again, you would know this immediately if you were Hebrew and you understand the Levitical code and you understood the sacrificial worship. You would know this. You would know that what you offer to God has to be clean. It cannot be unclean. And so there had to be enough animals that would survive the flood so Noah and his family could continue worshiping the God that gave them the revelation, that gave them the protection, that got them through the chaos and brought them out on the other side. And you and I know that's exactly what Noah did, didn't he? The moment he got out, he worshiped the one true and living God because God had provided him enough animals. The number seven is the number of perfection. Those animals were necessary for God to continue to be symbolically propitiated because Noah and his family were believers. Y'all keeping up with me. You get to eat it, but also you got to offer it up because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. In other words, Noah and his family are saved by grace. They're still sinners. They're still in need of Christ when they get out that boat. That's good, isn't it? Then you got the two of the unclean animals. And that's because God has called the totality of what Noah's enterprise is going to be is a replenishing of the earth. It goes back to the creation mandate. Two of every kind. May I preach? 
You cannot have a proliferation without two of every kind. So every one of the animals, when you read it, that came into the ark in the obedience of faith, right along with Noah and his family were walking in the hierarchy and structure of God's order. They weren't violating order. They weren't confounding order. They weren't misrepresenting what God was saying. Are y'all hearing me? They were all walking according to the revelation of God's word. Kind begets kind begets kind. No hybrids, no monstrosities, no cantowers, no multiply, you know, homogenized creatures. Everything according to the organic order of God. That makes, this is important because the contents in the boat represent the glory of God as well as the boat. The contents in the boat represents the glory of God as well as the boat. Even the unclean animals. Because the unclean animals are going to continue the parallelism between the saved and the unsaved in the world because God's still saving sinners. Mm. Did that make some sense? Yes. And so let's continue moving because I want to make my way to my third point to drill down a little bit. So under point number one, the role of the father and authority of the father is to provide a covering for their souls. If he can take care of the rest of their life, fine, that's good too. But to commit the family to a reality of God that is so tactile, that is so, um, so tangible, that is so, so real. Listen, so real that when you die, mama, and you die, daddy, your children will have to stand before God and own the fact that you didn't play games. You didn't play church. You didn't play church because if our kids perish under the wrath of God, it will have to be because we laid down our lives and they didn't want to hear it. But it won't be because we have departed from the faith and give God five minutes on Sunday and live like hell and justify them saying, no, I don't even see God nowhere near your life. I don't see God nowhere near your life. And I'll tell God that. I didn't ask to come here, mom and daddy. You brought me here. Now you're going to tell me I need to obey God, but I'm watching you. All right, I'm done with that. It's there, isn't it? God told Noah. Noah obeyed God. He finished his assignment. Noah finished his assignment. Abraham finished his assignment. Moses finished his assignment. Jesus finished his assignment. They all said it was finished. Paul finished his assignment and the two witnesses in Revelation 11 finished their assignment. My goal is to finish my assignment. How about you? This is important. What I'm talking about is important. This is not, again, one of your uh, Sunday school lessons, nice and cute. This is about how God works in a world where he's saving people and calling them to enter into his enterprise. And it doesn't matter what people think. And we're not in it for numbers. We're in it for God's glory. And we're not in it for giving God a contract saying, God, I want to be done in 10 years. Notice, child of God, that God did not tell Noah how long it was going to take. Now, man, that's a servant. Is that a servant or what? I love it because over time as he was walking with Noah, listen to me, Noah daily trusted God, not knowing 
when God was going to say it's a wrap. But what Noah was getting, I shouldn't stay here, but I just want to give it to some people who are really keeping up with me on how to think right. Because if you use your mind right, God's going to show you things. He's going to show you things. You're not going to walk in the dark. You may be in the fog, but you're going to have night vision. I told you that. He's not going to let you wander and meander without him showing you his hand. And if he shows you his hand, grab his hand. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to see everything. Just grab his hand because he's going to stick it out that we learned that, right? It comes out of the wheel in the middle of the wheel, doesn't it? God's going to reach out and grab you and say, follow me. And you and I are to walk on this earth as the wheel in the middle of the wheel, where the big wheel went, the little wheel went, where the cherubim went, the wheels went, where the spirit went. They all walk together. This is called walking by faith. Hold God's hand even in the dark. Don't let nobody talk you out of glory. Don't let nobody talk you out of glory. You ain't got but a few more years. I'm looking at y'all. The aggregate hole of us is about, the aggregate hole in this room is is about 40 years old. Y'all ain't got but but a few more. Y'all might got one more biblical generation to go with a few little added. Then you got to face God. I'm telling Stephen and them a couple weeks ago because... I said, you need to suck it up because it's going to be hard for you guys and Tracy. A new work is always hard. You don't get any glory. You got to work. You got a virgin field. You got to stay there. You got to pray. You got to break up the follow ground. You got to sow good seed. Then you got to learn how to do it. You're only three weeks in. You're down to 46 weeks for just one year. We have done here at Grace by God's mercy Over 1,400 Sundays since day one. And if you double it, because we've always gathered twice in the week, because we believe in exposition of the word, that's over 2,800 gatherings since day one. God has been good to us, but we are not done. We are not done. We are not done. And so we will continue to get up and carry our boards and our nails and our hammer and our pitch and continue. The the words of the wise are like nails and golds used by the masters of assembly, carpenters, to build God's house. And we'll keep doing it until God says to us, come in, hither, it's time. Seven days, seven days. That's all Noah had, seven days. That's what the text said. Did y'all see that? Seven days. He said, Noah, we, we going in, Noah. In seven days, we, we going in. Just, just want you to know that. Verse four, for yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and every living substance that I have made, I will destroy from off the face of the earth. Did God make good? Now, again, I want you to see how faith without works is what? All right. That's your Bible. Faith without works is dead. Don't walk in a spurious false faith. If your faith doesn't have manifestation, it's a false faith. Like God will give you what you need to materialize your obedience because it's about a witness. See, when when they were done, when his family was, God graciously came over and they had a nice sabbat. I'll get into that because the numbers are there. We're, gonna t- we're headed to rest. We're headed to rest. 
The whole world is in turmoil. Everybody's disrupted. Men and women are upside down. The wicked are like the troubled sea tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine because they're not rooted. God's going to give his people rest. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.